Uh, what's up, everybody? What's going on? It's uh, it's Lito from Propels Talk. I'm here with Ross and Mason, and uh, fortunately, we got to talk about a very anticlimactic number eight pick. I'm I'm not, not, I shouldn't say that. I mean, you know, it's an eighth pick. It's a lottery pick, so you know, you may you're still gonna find talent, but you know, we thought we would go a little bit higher. How y'all feeling about it? Um, lukewarm. <laughs> I mean, well. It was, I mean, it, it, it was mostly it was mostly chalk um, in terms of how it fell. And I'll be honest, I, I don't know a ton outside of kind of the projected top four or five. So it, I think it'll be a, a, a cool opportunity, to be honest, to sort of dig into some of those guys in the six to 15 range and see. And then I'm sure you'll hear a lot about, you know, other uh, other options for the pick, too. Um both players, yeah. trades, packages, all kind of stuff. So that, that talk will really heat up here over the next few weeks, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, look, if the if the front office has taught us anything over the last year or so, it's that they can evaluate talent from the draft, right? You yeah. saw what they did last year. And so um, I, I'm, I'm going to trust them and let them go to work. I, f- I feel like this pick is uh, one they've got to make. I think it's as, as opposed to, you know, it's early. We'll, we'll hear about the scenarios. Uh, but I, I think that they've got to keep this pick. You got to getting the young or getting the cost controlled asset, uh, especially if you think you can help the team uh, quicker, quicker. I mean, I think that's that's something you got to take advantage of with a, a team that's about to get pretty expensive. That was one of my questions that I was going to ask y'all uh, with where we fell in the draft. Would you still keep the pick now or, you know, do you move on and try to find a, a ready player? Yeah, I mean, it, there's always scenarios that are going to be floated, right? But I, I think as of right now, I'm, I'm, I want to keep it. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to, I want to let this front office go to work and find, find the right guy for the team. And, um, you know, if we can go in uh fleece the Sacramento Kings and take four from them, I mean, I'm not opposed to that either. Hey, yeah, hey. I, I kind of agree. And, and what, what's interesting is, you know, especially if you look at the way that we drafted, you know, going back in the short history, right. Last year, we took a bunch of guys that had played a lot in college and had some success, you know, even a couple of four year guys. Right. Um, and when you look at that sort of five to ten range, and some of the some of the names listed in there, you, you see guys that played multiple years in college. So I'm kind of curious. Um, you know, I I think that's interesting. It clearly that you know our front office values that type of player, and there's going to be a few players you know that they're going to take a long look at. I think that that sort of fit that same mold. So it'll be interesting. I I, I kind of agree with Mason though. I think we keep the pick, and and they'll take a look at a whole lot of players here over the next month. I'm looking at Josh DePels fan who says uh, Benedict Mathurin, who is honestly at that position, if he falls there, that's the guy that I would like for the Pels to go after. I know, you know, we're coming in this kind of, we're kind of, the, we, we coming into it with sort of a blind eye where we didn't know where the pick was going to fall. So I'm not trying to put y'all under any pressure to try to, I know, you know, we may not know who's avail- who's going to be available at what position, but y'all have any, uh, any guy that you're maybe interested in? My my only response at this point is take the best player available. Okay. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not a draft for need type type person. So I, I really think in the NBA you've got to take the guy you think is going to be the best player. So um, that's that's kind of where I stand as 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 for who we take. Got uh, got to get to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm kind of in the same bucket as long as that player is not a, a center. Um, I don't want to see us take one of these like project because it seems like the the centers that are sort of in that same gap are guys sort of similar to to Jackson Hazish and I I don't know if I want a project um per se at at least not at that position so I would say best player available that's not a center 
in the words of five, we have enough projects in New Orleans. <laughs> so let me ask you this, just 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 hypothetically speaking, because we, we don't obviously don't have it. But let's say we did have the first pick. Like who who would y'all maybe go after? Mason, you can have that. I, I mean, J- Jabari Smith is, I think, who I, who I go after. I think, I think he's, I, I, I like. I mean, so the the top three, four guys, I, I, I don't know enough to say confidently this guy's definitely number one. But I, I feel like Jabari's the he, he checks all the boxes for for me. I really feel like he's a guy I would have taken. Um, but I, you know, we'll we'll see who has happening. I got you, Rush. You're not touching that one, huh? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I mean, it, it's. Like I said, it, I, 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 before we went live, I said this. I kind of almost feel bad for the Magic because this just isn't a year that I'm like super excited about. Um, you know, I would be real excited if I had the first pick because I think I mean you could probably make a reasoned argument for any of those guys that are in the top three or four. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, fortunately, I don't think the Pelicans have to worry. <laughs> we don't have to worry about making that decision now. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's curious. I, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see who the first guys they bring in are. Um, and, and I'm more focused on the position, I think. I'm curious what positions they bring in. But to Mason's point, they're going to bring in, well, you know, basically everyone. So, what, what, I guess, well, as far as need, what would you say is the, the need, the thing that we have to shore up going into this, uh, this coming year? Yeah. I mean, I'd love to get another guard, um, especially somebody that can, you know, take maybe a little bit of, of playmaking off of, uh, off of CJ's plate. And, and if not that, we always need shooting. I mean, the shooting got better, I think, as the year went on. Obviously, once CJ came over and then Trey shot the ball a lot better in the second half of the year. Um, but we need more shooting. So where at, at any position, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about the the starting lineup necessarily, but I do think, um, you know, it's weird to say. I was, I was pretty high on Devontae Graham. It's like a third guard type role at full strength mm-hmm. of this team. And he, he, he had a rough second half of the season. And so – um, you know, I think getting a little bit more guard depth. I mean, hopefully Kyra comes back and he can he can be that. So I don't want to just you know rush to go get somebody sure. without without looking at him. But um, but I mean, sure. I agree with Ross. I mean, you got you got to space the floor. We saw we saw what uh, Trey Murphy did for this team against the Suns. Even you know in the minutes he was in, it was a different open open floor for the rest of the guys to operate. So just need, need more of that. Yeah, true. No, I, I totally agree with both of that. I mean, guard plays. You know, I, I I I hate to say lackluster or it has been lackluster, but it wasn't certainly one of the bright spots of the team. Um, going into this offseason, you know, sure, Kyra coming back. Uh, I don't know, Devontae Graham. I'm not. I'm not even. I don't. I don't even know what you do there. Like, is that is that? Y'all, do y'all feel like that potential is that player irreparable as far as like his insertion back into the lineup, or do you just move off from that? I don't think. I mean, I don't want to lose sight of what he did the first couple of years in, in the league. I mean, I, I don't think he's just. I, I think we found out he's not really playable in the playoffs or in games that you know. I, I think, but but I, I do think he can be a serviceable player in the regular season. I think, um, you know, you you can't play him with CJ. You can't play him with another undersized guard. But there are there is a role for him on this team if you want to keep him. I think obviously the the, the challenge comes with when you got to figure out stay under the luxury tax, right? And so they're going to be, you know, it's good. The team can be more and more expensive. And so his his money, it's, it's not terrible, but for what you might be getting from him, maybe better allocated elsewhere. Sure, yeah. Let me let me ask you all this. It's, let me start with Russ. So, Mason, I saw something you said about the luxury tax, um, and I, I, I'm i kind of curious about how y'all feel about the uh, – well, I saw what you said, Mason, but as far as the DeAndre Ayton situation, as far as maybe 
you know, offering him a deal? How do y'all, how do y'all think that will go with us? Or do you think that's a, 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 a point that we should look at? Yeah, I, and Mason, I know you looked at this earlier, and I, I agreed with everything you said. So I, I might just let you take it. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's the best. It wouldn't, it would be the best use of our cap space or potential cap space. And and you'd have to kind of do some wiggling to get them in there. But yeah, Mason, I might let you just briefly talk about that. Well, I mean, so I think there's one thing that was actually said uh, over Twitter. I remember who said it, but it's a really good point that I haven't uh, mentioned about the Aiden situation. And it's basically the the risk with flexibility. And so when I, when I say that, if you go get Aiden you're, and you assume that you trade Jonas and let's say Jackson Hayes for just to make the money work. I mean, Shavitz talked about it. It's, it's the base year compensation piece makes it hard to trade uh, in the first place. But if you do that, you've got a bunch of guys making 30 mil plus, and then you've got a bunch of guys making less than five. If you're trying to make trades, that's tough. And so you're pretty, you're pretty much locking yourself into a team like that. And so it, I like, I like Aiden a lot. He might even be worth close to what he's going to get paid. I think for some team he will be, but it just, it puts the Pelicans in a tough spot to maneuver from there. If they, if they feel like this team is not the, the put together the right way. Yeah, sure. No, I, I I totally agree with that. I mean, you don't want to handicap yourself as far as your flexibility. And I mean, maybe you give, you know, Jonas is playing fine. Jackson, I, I mean, I'm not touching that one, but uh, I, I think you I think you just got to let this thing play out. And Griff said, you know, he doesn't really foresee any major turnover anyway. So, you know, I, I don't think that'll be something that they maybe will swing for. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get a lot of uh... – you're getting a lot of internal help, right? Coming back next year, you get Zion back. And then you've got three really young players that played pretty damn well this year. And so I think the focus, and, and you're kind of starting to hear, you're hearing that a little bit from the front office. The focus is going to be on continued development for the players we have. Sure. Um, yeah. and, and continuing to sort of mold what we have around Zion, I think. But yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of young guys that played pretty well. So any, you know, small, um, development is going to go a long way around the, the stars that you currently have. So they're in a great spot. Like I said, I, the, the, the lottery didn't go quite, um, yeah. <laughs> I say it didn't go the way we wanted it to, but I mean, we got the pick we were supposed to get. So, I mean, the odds worked the way it was supposed to work this year, unfortunately uh, for us, but well, they'll have some good options, I think. And we'll see, we'll see what the next couple of weeks look like in terms of who they bring in. Ross, you had the most disappointed face ever when we logged onto this and, and we were talking about the eighth pick. Like you, you look, you look so just like, <laughs> Uh, like, I mean, it's a, it's the eighth pick. Like, I don't like. It's not. I'm not gonna get super jacked up about that. I mean, it just is what it is. I, I don't. And I, I'm. There's not. We don't have enough time to like talk about. It, but I hate college basketball. Like, I, it's just not a like product that I enjoy watching that much. So, like, I'll watch the worst NBA game that you can have <laughs> on TV before I'll watch you know basically any college basketball game. That's just a personal preference. So, I, I don't know a ton of guys yet outside of that like you know the top three or four that you sort of hear a lot about and they show a lot of like highlights of and everything else so i'll spend some time going through the other players but yeah i'm just not like a huge college basketball aficionado i feel you man well shit man i that's all i got i don't really have anything else y'all <laughs> if, if y'all good i'm good good cool yeah, man we'll roll with it we'll talk to y'all soon so, man, I'll let y'all, man. Propels talk. Thank y'all. Uh, please subscribe on YouTube, by the way, because Justin would kill me if I didn't say that. Um, uh, shout out to Company Burger, the sponsor for this one. Shout out to DraftKings, Cold Boot, B-O-O-T. Uh, for Mason and Ross, I'm Lito. I'm out.
Zion for three. Hit it again. Way. It was a finger roll of any. <laughs> that, that, that's a dunk.